Welcome to SLU Law Summations, presenting brief looks at legal matters that matter to you by St. Louis University School of Law, located in the heart of downtown St. Louis. The United States Supreme Court recently handed down a victory for student speech with the 8-1 decision in the Mahanoy Area School District versus BL case. As the world communicates more and more through social media, this case sets some precedent in what can be considered protected under the First Amendment. To dig into the decision and the implications, we are joined by Professor Chad Flanders, a constitutional law professor and scholar of religion and the First Amendment. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. So first, can you walk us through the case? Like, What issues of the First Amendment were being argued? All right, so just to give a, a brief rundown of the facts of the case, uh, probably familiar to a lot of people already. So this uh, uh, BL, who, who's a, a high school student, failed to make the varsity cheerleading squad. Uh, uh, later that day after she found out, she met with some friends and uh, posted uh, a Snapchat where she said in so many words, I'm really upset that I got cut from the cheerleading team. She used a, a, a vulgar language, I guess we can say. Uh, since this is a family podcast. Um, And uh, somehow through various routes, this got back to the cheerleading coach um, and she was, BL was disciplined. Uh, She was, she she made the the JV team, uh, but she was suspended uh, for a year from being on the team. And the question is, did did that violate her First Amendment's uh, right to free speech. Um, and, and why this case is so interesting and so sort of critical for uh, developing doctrine on student speech is that it's that the speech, everyone agrees, occurred off campus. She was mm-hmm. at a convenience store talking with friends. She posted this on Snapchat. Uh, it, just, it just so happened, I guess, someone took a photo of the Snapchat and then it made it back to the school, but it wasn't on school grounds. It wasn't uh, uh, during the school day. And so the question is that did, did the school have the right to punish her for, for speaking out in the way that she did? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there is some precedent when it comes to Supreme Court precedent when it comes to student speech, right? So can you talk about the Tinker standard set by, it's a Tinker versus Des Moines case that was in the 60s. And how does, how does that just, this decision build upon that case? Right, so it, it's sort of striking that there's 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 only a handful of Supreme Court cases on student speech, right? and the one that you mentioned, Tinker versus Des Moines School District, is the foundational one, and that involved uh, students protesting the Vietnam War by wearing black armbands to school, and they were uh, disciplined. And they said, "No, we have a right to free speech." And and Tinker is is sort of most famous for its line that uh, students' right to free speech do not end at the schoolhouse gates. Um, that that even when you're going to school, you're at school, you still have rights to freedom of expression. Of course, those are those rights are not without limits. I mean, the school has an educational mission. It's got to teach uh, kids something. And so you don't have a right to free speech during a Shakespeare class just to start talking about baseball. It's, it's perfectly fine for the, for the teacher to say, actually, we're, we're talking about Shakespeare now. But if there's an expression that just doesn't disrupt um, uh, the school's uh, pursuit of its educational mission, like in Tinker, um, that should be protected. I mean, the, the school is a government agency, um, and we should be worried about government agencies when they try and suppress speech that might be controversial or or uh, might offend some. Um, and so Tinker was it was sort of foundational because it it, it said, yes, yeah, students have rights to free speech even while they're at school. Again, it's not unlimited, but they have that right. Since then, there's only been a few. Uh, 
student speech cases. And it, it might be worthwhile to run through them because they sort of, some yeah. of them come close to, to what's at issue in BL, but they never quite hit it. And of course, Tinker sort of, when it said uh, students' rights to free speech sort of the, don't end at the schoolhouse gate, they were talking about physical schoolhouse gates. Mm -hmm. and, and now BL is interesting because it's, it's in the age of sort of online learning. I mean, mm -hmm. as we certainly saw through uh, during the pandemic, students taking school computers home and learning online, where exactly mm -hmm. is school located? So, mm -hmm. so Tinker was, was very much the physical schoolhouse gates. After Tinker, you have um, cases, there's a case called Frazier where a student was disciplined for using vulgar speech during, uh, 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 he was running for some student uh, oh, office. Okay. And there was there was a, a sort of school um, assembly, and he he kind of made a, a ribald speech and was disciplined for that. Supreme Court said, "Yeah, that's fine. You, schools can do that. They have an interest in sort of like uh, making sure um, uh, student proceedings are decent." Um, after that, you had a Hazelwood uh, school district case out of Missouri. That was a case about um, students. Uh, uh, publishing a student newspaper and faculty sort of editing and, mm -hmm. and uh, um, cutting some stories in that. And, and the Supreme Court said, yeah, that's fine too. Uh, if if they're, they're putting out the student paper, faculty can be concerned about the content of that paper. That's gonna go out under the school's name. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, sort of notoriously, there's the bong hits for Jesus case where um, in a school sponsored trip, um, in, in Alaska, a student unfurled a banner uh, obscurely stating bong hits for Jesus, and he was also uh, disciplined. Um, that's also sort of interesting, tantalizingly close to BL because it, it was outside of the school mm -hmm. building. So we don't have a tinker case where it's sort of like inside school, what are the rights of students? Mm -hmm. We have a school sponsored trip, but the court said, yeah, close enough. That's, that's regulated by the school. That's part of the school. Um, so then you have BL, which is kind of like Frazier because it's got um, sort of vulgar speech mm -hmm. um, and kind of like uh, Morse versus Fredericks, that's the bong hits for Jesus case because it's mm -hmm. not on a school ground, but it's still like, it's, I mean, the, the, the um, case is so interesting because it's like really how far, how far does the scope of concern uh, of the school extend mm -hmm. past the physical premises of the school, which was uh, uh, sort of the, the line drawn in Tinker, mm -hmm. um, and outside of the school day. Uh, so, yeah, so you have all that history. So it, you can see the cases sort of yeah. circling around right. facts and BL, but the court had to take this because they were getting so many cases where students had been disciplined for things that they said or did outside of school. Mm -hmm. And does it matter? I mean, you, I know you said Tinker was a, a public school. Does does it matter in the public versus private? Is there, do students yeah. have to so, so the first amendment applies to state actors. And so mm -hmm. private schools can get away with, with uh, a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, and public schools, because the, the First Amendment applies to state actors. And that, that's why, and, and Tinker makes this very explicitly, like the, the school, the public school is the government. Mm -hmm. And we're worried from the First Amendment perspective of the government sort of suppressing the marketplace of ideas. And so when you have the government, whether it be in the form of uh, an employer or, uh, or a, a school teacher, you, you're going to be worried about the government saying, yeah, your ideas are okay. Uh, we're going to punish you for your ideas. Right. You don't want that. And, and, mm -hmm. and this comes across in Tinker and also even in, the, in, in Breyer's opinion in, in BL, um, where they say, like, well, you know, I mean, schools are sort of uh, good training grounds for democracy. And mm -hmm. so you should have like free speech even in schools. I mean, again, not unrestricted, say whatever you want during right. class. Um, 
kind of speech, but you should like students should be exposed to different ideas and different perspectives. Mm -hmm. And um, that's an important function of schools, right? You got to teach them stuff. You got to teach them history and math and, and all that. But they also should, school should also be a place where students can exchange ideas. And so, so the First Amendment matters, um, um, not just because we're afraid of government suppressing ideas, but actually we want, we want kids who are not, not yet adults, but still going to be adults mm -hmm. to, to have an experience of like what democracy is like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, we already, you're talking about Breyer's decision. So one of the things they talk about, and I think it was talked about in Tinker, the Tinker case too, they talk about this disruption of education. That is like the line, but, but they kind of left that up. I'm sorry, they left that up a lot to, to be interpreted, you know, per case or per like by school administrators. How, what do you, what do you think they meant? And, and where does that line get drawn, right? This disruption. Sure. Yeah, that's that's tough, and and I'm not sure. So I, I should say, let's say a little bit about what Breyer actually. So so BL wins. Mm -hmm. They say actually, school, you were wrong to discipline her. Um, this was enough sort of outside of school that it's not really something the school should be especially concerned about. And it's and they do mention this concern about disrupting school. And part of the decision, I think, is just like, well, this, there's no real evidence that this disrupted anything. Um, that it really. Um, prevented kids from learning or teachers from teaching. Um, but there, there still is that question. And this is something the court has never been entirely clear about as to what counts as disruptive. I mean, so we have some of the precedents like the, the vulgar speech in Frazier, that's disruptive. The bong hits for Jesus, I guess, is a teacher could perceive that as, as disruptive. Um, what does it mean to, to be disruptive? And Breyer says, look, if, 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 there, if the speech is bullying or harassing, mm -hmm. Uh, or just really like uh, um, uh, traumatizing students, um, or that that could be sort of like that. That's not so. The phrase is like whether it's disruptive to the educational environment or infringes on the rights of other students. And right. so, yeah. And so, if it's like if if the speech is inciting, um, and and but but it's been left to sort of lower course they have contents to this sort of a vague standard of disruption. Um, but yeah, but that, that, this sort of points to, again, the, the, um, the, the not unlimited nature of free speech at school. Because I think in, in sort of a boring sense, when you in in, uh, in English class don't talk about Shakespeare and instead talk about baseball, then, then that's disruptive to like, right. no, that's not. So it, it'd be OK to say, actually, no, sorry, your First Amendment rights don't extend to talking about whatever you want mm -hmm. during class time. Um, but so Breyer's decision doesn't give us, I mean, it, it, he says, I mean, and that's what's sort of interesting too about Breyer's decision. It's, it's a very narrow decision mm -hmm. in, in basically saying, and, and there's a real sense at oral argument where the justices were like, come on, really? Like, this is just, I mean, uh, you guys kind of went overboard and, and, yeah. and, yeah. and, and kind of overreacted to this uh, student speech. And, and Breyer says, yeah, well, like, I mean, um, there are certain situations where we we do care about what students are saying about school matters, even mm -hmm. outside of school grounds and and, and um, after the school day is over. But he doesn't go really. I mean, it, it's it's and, and this is where you get sort of bullying, harassing, or students are cheating. Right. Um, it's like oh that 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 matters to the school, um, even though they may be cheating uh, uh, outside of of the school mm -hmm. grounds. Um, but. I think it's difficult because you know you have so much happening on social media that they, they couldn't make it too broad because then you wouldn't you wouldn't hit exactly what you're talking about that 
all the bullying and the things that happen on social these days. So. Right. You, yeah. The the the, the um, lower court, the Third Circuit, sort of made like a, a bright line rule. It said, like, look, if you're off the school grounds and it's after school, it's just it's just um, the school doesn't care. And Breyer and and the the majority doesn't go that far. There was mm -hmm. there may be circumstances where uh, kids are using school computers or or mm -hmm. like harassing or bullying students that that the school should rightly step in and may may permissibly discipline students. What exactly those cases would be concretely, that's gonna have to wait for another day because Breyer is, is really not uh, uh, spelling stuff out. Mm -hmm. So how do you think this decision will impact free speech more broadly, like beyond the classroom, crossing that's a great, halls yeah, that's or whatever? A great, it's not even my <laughs> Yeah, that's a really great question. And something I, I've been thinking about myself because there's there's, there's a couple of things that make me think this is kind of a, a narrow decision. And, and, and it sort of follows in the line of, of uh, narrow decisions on school speech. And I think this reflects a general tendency of the court um, and maybe courts more generally to, you know, it's, it's hard to be a school administrator. You've got to like make a lot of judgment calls as to what's good for your learning environment, what's causing trouble, what's the best way to sort of balance um, the interests of students and, and, and also the students' right to free speech. Um, so there's a lot, it's like you know, a lot of this is sort of rightly left to the day-to-day -day discretion of administrators. What makes it hard to see this case as especially, uh, I mean, it's a win for free speech. Um, and so, and it sends a message that like, look, it, it, it's sort of uh, cases like this, just let it go. Um, Breyer's decision, again, is, is narrow. He says, yeah, in this case, for sure, um, uh, we have a First Amendment violation. Here are some things you should look at and, and be careful about being overzealous in, in uh, monitoring and regulating student speech outside of school. He gives some pointers like, you know, and obviously if they're in school, the school's interest in, in regulating speech is greater, um, but it, there's no sort of like clear lines like the Third Circuit was trying to do when it said like, if it's off campus, school shouldn't have the right to discipline. Mm -hmm. Supreme Court's like, well, we can imagine times when the school would want to yeah. step in. The other thing that makes me think, I mean, so and there's these line of cases that school is sort of a special environment. It's a place where the, the um, certainly during the school day when kids are on campus, the school has really uh, a really strong interest in regulating and monitoring student speech to, to get through the school day. Um, and I mean, and students are not adults yet. So they don't have full First Amendment rights like adults would. I mean, how, how I mean, where exactly they fall on the uh, uh, level of protection is an interesting question, but, but it, it's something short. Students have, have, have uh, fewer First Amendment protections than adults do. So you have this sort of like this controlled environment with uh, students rather than adults. So it's, it's, it's this sort of specialized domain of First mm -hmm. Amendment law where different rules apply and more restrictive rules are possible given the interests of the government and um, uh, the fact that students are not yet adults. Um, so th there's a sense in which the decisions in this area kind of are contained. They don't have much application. Like, oh, since the, no one's gonna say, oh, since the Supreme Court decided this decision on school speech, this matters to when uh, a government employee speaks out on a matter of public concern. That's a different set of rules too. Mm -hmm. And it's different than an adult speaking in a park and the rules that might apply mm -hmm. there. So, I mean, it, it, it's, it's important in the sense that the, the Supreme Court has, has definitely said, we're looking at this area. We think um, uh, either so it's, it's too far to say, because Thomas in dissent says basically schools have an interest in, in 
and regulating student speech about the school, even when it's uh, off school grounds. Yeah. And really, yeah. no matter what the speech might be, um, they don't want to go in that direction. Mm -hmm. But but they don't rule out that this, mm -hmm. the school may have an interest in speech off campus. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't want to go so far uh, uh, um, as to say, uh, like the Third Circuit did, like, well, well, if it's off campus, then it's, it's uh, um, it, yeah. anything goes, basically. Mm -hmm. So do you think <clears throat> that there'll be any implications for, for like an employee who maybe maybe they work for the government, let's say, make it easy, and they like go and rant about it? I mean, how does that, yeah, that I mean, impact or is that just like, nah. it's, it's interesting because it, I mean, there's like a separate set, there's a separate test for regulating government employee speech. I mean, there's a similar sort of, of disruption standard, like, right, like, because, because again, when you're in the workplace, you have a similar circus. Okay, right. you shouldn't give up your First Amendment rights just because you choose to work for the government. And government officials may want to say all sorts of things like yeah. that that um, are relevant to political debate, to mm -hmm. matters of public interest more broadly. Um, but you might have a concern that something they might say would be disruptive and prevent sort of like harmony in the workplace, like good relationships yeah. with, with uh, other employees and with the public. So there's a similar sort of disruption standard, but again, it's, it's like a, the, the court treats them as sort of different domains. And mm -hmm. so the, the decisions in one uh, domain don't usually translate into decisions in, in uh, another. They sort of operate in separate lanes. And so this, mm -hmm. this BL is sort of in the school lane and it's sort of helpful in sort of illuminating standards uh, when it comes to school. But outside of that, probably not. I mean, what's, what's of interest to me is sort of like, cause uh, um, this was high school and then sort of like, but this, the court is also sort of intimated like, well, but things may be still different in the university context. Gotcha. Cause that's, I mean, that's sort of, and to sort of how to apply cases from like elementary school or high school to public universities where you still have the government um, um, sort of at, uh, being the actor but then it's like, well, but students are much closer and, and in many cases are adults. So they have greater First Amendment rights. And so does the Tinker Standard, I mean, it's still to my mind an open question, like whether the Tinker Standard applies to a public university where you mm -hmm. have students who are much older, who like some may not even live on, I mean, won't live on campus though, the right. um, uh, classes will be a lot less structured. Like you're not on school, uh, not mm -hmm. on school grounds the whole day. Um, that's that's sort of interesting, and and I uh, they've taken a few university speech cases, but a lot of the cases they've taken, I mean, sort of understandably, are when kids are at school the whole day, and then right. yeah, I mean, much more intensely interested in regulating their speech. It'd be interesting to see if anything else come, any other cases come up, because I feel like there's constantly something happening on a university campus that somebody claims is like a free speech issue all yes. the time. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised we haven't seen anything, but. I'm sure it'll be there one day. Yeah, I mean, and I think, I mean, and I think just even on BL alone, there's going to be another case where someone will say, actually, they, they, the, the, the Snapchat wasn't just about like, I'm really upset that Eric cut from the, the cheerleading team. It'll be something much more serious. It'll be yeah. something uh, about another student or about a teacher um, that uh, will be much more difficult to say, well, I mean, well, it's about this teacher and well, yeah. that's sort of like, uh, something that students should be talking about and should be free to talk about, but boy, it really prevents uh, that teacher from doing uh, mm -hmm. their job or students from learning. So th there's going to be harder cases. There's a sense in which they kind of took an easy case um, where it's like, well, yeah, she used sort of like uh, vulgar language, but uh, 
I mean, and you could really sense during the oral argument that like, like uh, what, why are we, why the fuss over this? This seems like an overreaction on the school district. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, interesting. Well, it's definitely something to keep an eye on and I know you will be. So <laughs> thanks for, for taking that for us. And thanks for talking to us today, Chad. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for SLU Law Summations, produced by St. Louis University School of Law. 